Welcome to the Betting with a Barber's Podcast. Touchdown, Kiki Barber! Intercepted, taken away by Wonkley Barber. Barber will go all the way. Hosted by former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki Barber. Tiki with a career-high 213 yards rushing. Rondé Barber. That is an interception. That's Rondé Barber's 10th of the season. And featuring Ron Kruk. Produced in conjunction with GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Intercepted, Rondé Barber. To the pylon, touchdown, Tiki Barber. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. NFL kickoff is almost here. Hey, let's dominate today. The Barber Twins are buckling up their chin straps and about to take center stage. Let's get the former player perspective on this weekend's NFL betting action with Tiki and Rondé. It's betting with the Barbers. Under center, here's your signal caller, Ron Crook. Football is back. That means it's time to fire up another season of betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports. Lucas Panzica with you in for Ron Kruk today and coming to you from Margaritaville in Nashville, Tennessee. Joined, of course, by Super Bowl 37 champion, five-time All-Pro corner and Tampa Bay Buccaneers legend, Rondé Barber, everybody. Woo-hoo. Clap for me, Tiki. <laughs> And to his left, three-time Pro Bowler, the New York Giants all-time rushing leader, Tiki Barber in the house tonight. You like how I got more cheers than my identical twin brother. Let's keep that theme going the rest (laughs) of the show. Uh, Gentlemen, it is great to see you. It is great to be talking about the 2022 NFL season here in Nashville. Well, I came to Nashville for work, and I've been on Broadway for three of those days, so I don't know how much uh, football I'm uh, I'm digging in, but I'm, I'm definitely enjoying being down here, and again, much thanks to Margaritaville for having us in here today. Uh, Tiki gets to come in here, and we get to argue a little bit, so this is going to be fun. I'll win this argument, by the way. (laughs) Whatever the argument is, I will win it. All right, it's a no-rules cage match for the next 30 to 40 (laughs) minutes here on Lower Broadway. By the way, huge thanks to Margaritaville for having us out tonight. If you are in Music City, you need a place to watch these games, whether it's preseason or when the NFL season gets fired up, and win some bets, look no further than Margaritaville right here on Lower Broadway. But of course, to do that, you got to download the Superbook app or go to Superbook.com. All right, gentlemen, let's dive in here and set the scene for the AFC and what a postseason it was for this conference in 2021, one of the most entertaining, at least of my lifetime. But looking kind of at surface level, the top four favorites on Superbook.com, no surprise, the Buffalo Bills at the top of that list at plus 325. The Chargers come in in second, a team that did not make the playoffs a year ago at plus 550. And then Chiefs and Ravens round out the top four. Tiki, when I give you those four, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about favorites? The first thing that comes to mind is that the Ravens have a quarterback who is dynamic, who is exciting as hell, and Lamar Jackson, he's got a contract issue going on right now because he and his mother are trying to figure out how to make him one of the highest paid players in football, but he's a star. And at the end of the day, when you look at the AFC, you have to find the teams that have a great quarterback. If you go look statistically over the history of the NFL, 
if you don't have a quarterback that is going to be a Hall of Famer or was a Hall of Famer, you don't win Super Bowls unless, of course, you're the Buccaneers and you have a great defense or the Baltimore Ravens who beat my Giants in 2000. It's either a Hall of Fame quarterback or an all-time defense. And so when I look at the AFC, it's all about throwing the football. Kansas City's got to be at the top of the list because of Patrick Mahomes. The Buffalo Bills are one of my favorites because of where how Josh Allen has evolved into a superstar, an MVP candidate year over year. And the Bengals. The Bengals have a quarterback who just has been dynamic. He took them to the Super Bowl last year. And so you have to put those three. And I'm going to throw the Ravens in there, even though I think the Indianapolis Colts are a sleeper. The Colts are a sleeper because they have a quarterback in Matt Ryan who is not done yet. They have the best running back in Jonathan Taylor from uh, Wisconsin who dominated last season. And they have some good receivers and a good tight end down there. So those are my four if I was just going to throw it out right now at the start of the season. Well, you, you, you failed to mention the team that finished number one seed last year in AFC. And that is the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Any Titans fans? Stop being a homer in Tennessee. Any Titans fans in Margaritaville today? I, I, and do you trust their quarterback? That's well, the question. that's the question, right? You do trust their running back, though. And I know that Jonathan Taylor at Indy had, I think, 1,900 yards last year that lead the league. But the best running back in football is, is still this monster here in Tennessee. It, it, he's not going to play at all during the preseason. They want him to be healthy. But... When it comes down to it, Tennessee might be one of the physicalest teams. I went to practice twice this week. They might be the most physical team in the NFL. And Mike Vrabel has this manner about him to get his teams to play tough. But if you're asking about the AFC, uh, I think you're right. Kansas City is definitely at the top of the list. Uh, but I think right there along with them is Buffalo. They went out and made some additions on defense. They went out and got Vaughn Miller for $120 million to further help the number one defense in the NFL, Leslie Frazier is one of the great defensive coordinators in football right now. Uh, him with Sean McDermott, I think, gives them that edge. The other team that I am really kind of jonesing on is, are the Los Angeles Chargers. Not only because Justin Herbert, uh, I think, is one of the best young quarterbacks in football, is because of what they also did in the offseason. It's something I'll talk about a little bit later in this show. Um, but Brandon Staley left Los Angeles. They were the number one defense for the Rams. He goes to uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. And they're 23rd in the league in defense. And that, I know that doesn't sit well with him. So they went out and made some additions. They got Khalil Mack. They got J.C. Jackson, the corner from uh, Patriots. Patriots. They're going to find a way to be good on that side of the ball. And the real question, that if, when I'm talking about them, is they got money to spend. Justin Herbert's still on his rookie deal, so they can build a team around him to win now. And I think that's really the case. The, the last team, when I, when you said uh, 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 Baltimore – you also talked about Cincinnati. You didn't want to talk about Cleveland at all? I don't have no love for Cleveland. <laughs> what, are the, what are Cleveland's odds right now in the, in the AFC? Uh, I think they're... Cleveland Browns currently at plus 2,000. Oh, that's value right there. And that's value. after we learn of Deshaun Watson's 11-game suspension right. up from six. But because of that, you're going to be wasting money if you put a, any money on the Cleveland Browns. But we talked twice about two, the two runners, the two great runners in the AFC. The third one is Chubb in Cleveland. And I think their defense, they have probably a defensive player of the year candidate in Miles Garrett on that other side of the ball. They got good young corners. To me, I think Cleveland, if they can get through their quarterback issues, might surprise people. I think they're good betting odds just because of that. And then if Deshaun comes back, when he comes back, week 11, the NFL's funny, right? They suspend him for 11 games, and the game he's coming back for is the Houston Texans. How about that? 
Week 13. I bet you could have put some odds on that one. Must be a coincidence. <laughs> it's definitely, definite coincidence. Talking so, AFC favorites here at Landshark Bar in Margaritaville. Sorry, Ron, to finish your no, thought No, that, that was my thought. Those were the teams. Kansas City, uh, obviously Buffalo, and to me, the Chargers. And I'm going to stick with Cleveland. I think oh. they're going to sneak in there, man. So, Tiki, you mentioned the Bengals. They've got the same odds as the Ravens right now on Superbook.com, plus 11.50. The question, can they repeat as AFC champs with that offense? But with the Ravens, can they stay healthy? The most injured team in football last year. How do you like that value for Baltimore at plus 11.50 with a healthy Lamar Jackson? Well, there's a lot of changes that happened for the Ravens. One, Wink Martindale, their great defensive coordinator, is now with my New York Giants. Uh, Thank you, Wink, for coming to the good side. But more importantly, they got rid of some of their downfield threats. Hollywood Brown was traded this offseason, and they brought in more tight ends. So this offense is going to be simpler. It's going to be easier for Lamar Jackson to execute. He's not going to be uh, ha- he's not going to have to read defenses downfield because that's what happened last year. A lot of teams threw combo coverages at Lamar Jackson. He just he couldn't read them, so he was running with his legs half the time. I think there's going to be a lot of tight end plays. Uh, there's going to be a lot of run in this in this offense. It's going to feel old school. Which is which I like, but it's also a way to control the game. Football at the end of the day is all about field position, time of possession, getting first downs, getting in scoring position, and I think the Ravens do that very well. Their defense will rebound from last year. They had a sub a defensive uh, performance last year. It's why Wink is no longer there. But I trust John Harbaugh. I trust Lamar Jackson, and I trust the fact that this division it's to be had. Uh, there's not there's not a lot of standouts in the division right now. Well, when you take a look at the AFC, the Bills are the overwhelming favorite, and for good reason. But for me, the question with the Buffalo Bills is how the run game improves and how can they be more balanced? I thought, guys, one of the more underrated moves of the offseason, bringing in left guard Roger Saffold, a yeah. Pro Bowl left guard a year ago to help their run game. How much of a factor do you think that might be, Rondé, for Buffalo this season? Or does that not even matter well, right the, now? The, the one question about Buffalo, and it, it must be said, is that they lost their offensive coordinator. Dable goes to be the head coach for the New York Giants. And so does their DNA change? The, the, the way they play offense change? And, and obviously it, it has to. They have to be able to run the ball. I don't think they have a great stable of running backs. Roger Saffold was here, correct, last right. year in Tennessee. In theory, it does help them if they're going to try to dedicate to their run game. But let's be honest. That team wants the ball in Josh Allen's hands, whether he's throwing the ball or passing it, every single snap. It's just the way that they make up their team. And they can do that because they have a great defense. And I, and I, I think because of their defense, it'll help their offense. I, I like to think about playing complimentary football. I hate the term. I, you air quote it all the time, complimentary football. What does that mean? To me, it means possession, maybe stealing a possession. You do that on defense, whether it's a turnover, whether it's a big special teams play. That's where Buffalo needs to go in order to not be embarrassed in the playoffs like they were last year when they when they melted against Kansas City Chiefs. But Lucas, let me take it on a high level. The big issue with the Buffalo Bills is can Ken Dorsey, who is their new offensive coordinator, right. can he continue that relationship that Brian Dable had with Josh Allen? Now, last year, you talk about the run game, it doesn't matter. They play 11 personnel. They're, they're wide-ass open. They got wide receivers from sideline to sideline. Dawson Knox is a tight end. Uh, and condolences to his family. His yeah. brother just passed away. It's a local week. family here yeah. in Local Nashville. family, absolutely. You feel for him a little bit. But if Josh Allen doesn't have the same connection with Ken Dorsey, who's a little bit of a hard ass, like he's, a, he's very particular in how he is. It's like you got to take these amount of steps. You got to release the ball at this point. With Dable, it was a lot more relationship-based. It wasn't technical-based. Right. So That's if Josh exactly right. Allen has any kind of, let's call it disconnect, 
with the coordinator, you might see a little bit of a regression in Josh Allen. If that doesn't happen and he keeps thriving, then obviously Buffalo is one of the favorites because Josh Allen is a superstar in the NFL. And his former quarterbacks coach Ken Dorsey calling plays in Buffalo, a plus 325 favorite to win the AFC on Superbook. Com. Guys, one more note before I get your final AFC pick and we move on to the NFC. Looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, Tiki, you mentioned Patrick Mahomes. You always have to include them in that conversation. But at plus 625, bit of an injury scare to Nicole Hardman. Right. Looks like it's not going to be too serious. He was carted off of practice, a groin injury, but looks like it'll be okay. But still, tons of turnover in that wide receiver Lots room, Lots of Tiki. turnover, and the division is tough. Yeah. The AFC West is tough. Like, we didn't even talk about the Denver Broncos. Or the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders yeah. as well. Who up- sorry, sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders, because <laughs> uh, they upgraded with Devontae Adams in their receiving core. But... I mean, Russell Wilson, who is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, is now the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. They have a great receiving core. They have two running backs, and Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, uh, and is going in second year from North Carolina. They have so much talent. Their defense is going to be good. Uh, the division is going to be tough. Rondé knows this, just like anybody who played football. Every coach in the NFL comes in in week one and says the the way to get the easiest way to get to the playoffs is to win your division it's going to be very hard for any of these four teams and they're all good the chargers the broncos the raiders raiders yeah. and then uh, and then the chiefs none of those teams are going to run away with this division so it's going to be challenging to do the most simple thing in the west which is win the division that's how you get to the playoffs i think the entire afc is like that lucas i think all of the divisions are like that the afc north it's always a bloodbath, right? Just with Cleveland, Pittsburgh, who knows what they're going to be? Who knows who's starting a quarterback for them? Uh, the AFC West, you just mentioned them. The AFC South, they're not a great division, but they play tough football. And it starts here in Tennessee, obviously. So I think the, the AFC, to me, is the better conference. Yes. It's the one that's the hardest to pick because so many different variables. And it was the most turnover in terms of personnel conference of, of either one of them. So it, there's a lot of... Let's see, uh, ambiguity, right? Yeah, Yeah. moving parts and uh, uncertainty about what's going to happen. I think it's going to be the most fascinating uh, conference to watch this season. Okay, we got to move on to the NFC here, but it sounds like both of y'all's picks, the Buffalo Bills Uh, out of the AFC. Am I wrong? I think there's an X factor with coaching that you can't discount. I'm going to say Kansas City. Okay. I'm saying Kansas City and Andy Reid are going to get back to the Super Bowl this year. I'm taking Buffalo. Okay. I, without a doubt, I'm taking Buffalo. And I'm I with think, you guys. And I think the AFC Championship game is going to be Buffalo and the Chargers. Mm, man. Well, I just hope we get a Buffalo-Kansas City rematch in the postseason at some point if we can relive any hopefully, element. Hopefully not overtime. Well, <laughs> hopefully not. Maybe there'll be some more controversy. We will see. Bills at plus 325 to win the AFC. Chiefs at plus 625 on Superbook.com. When you look at the NFC, the conference that both of you guys played in in your entire career, odds makers have it a little bit tighter at the top there, especially with the top three favorites. When you look at the Buccaneers, plus 295, and then the Packers come in tied with the Rams at plus 450 at two and three. Rondé, does that surprise you to see the Packers and Rams with even odds on Superbook.com? It, it, it doesn't. The NFC, I think it starts with those three teams and only those three teams. Everybody else is just kind of everybody else at this point. We'll talk about who that fourth team might be here in a second. But the Bucks are, to me, odds on favorites. If you're a defensive coordinator in the NFC and you got the greatest quarterback of all time, at least in terms of winning, uh, and you have Mike Evans, who's an all-pro. You have Chris Godwin coming back from an injury, who could have been an all-pro last year. 
they go out and sign Russell Gage to be a slot receiver and help them out. And then, you know, just for giggles, they go out and sign Julio Jones, who did not have a great year last year. He's had, he's missed 13 games over the past two years, I think. Uh, he kind of doesn't look like the same Julio Jones. Well, I've been at practice. He's the same Julio Jones. <laughs> like he, and now he's got a quarterback that he can trust to get him the football, which really was not, was not happening here. I think they're the favorite. They almost beat, people don't remember this because people don't talk about divisional round f- football games. They just know who won and who went to the Super Bowl. The Bucks almost came back and beat the Rams in that, in that game. It, it felt like the Rams were by far the better team. The Bucks nearly won that football game. And then you go to, to, to the Rams. Like, can they repeat? I, I can tell you from personal experience, repeating Super Bowl championship might be the hardest thing in the world. And it's likely because everybody's gunning for you. You're guaranteed to have a tougher schedule. And everybody has a little bit of hubris, right? You almost feel like you're un- unbeatable. We felt like an unsinkable ship in 2003 after we won the Super Bowl. And trust me, we were not unsinkable the next, the next season. I think they're going to have to fight that. But Sean, uh, Sean McVay and Raheem Morris, their defensive coordinator, they have a, a sense for it. They've both been there. They both won Super Bowl championships with other teams. So they, they, they won't fall into that trap. The other team, obviously the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is back. He's actually pretty, I don't know if you watched that game last night, he's actually pretty good talking football, <laughs> standing on the sideline. I think they're in for a little bit of a regression. They do not have wide receivers. Alan Lazard is their starting receiver after losing Devontae Adams. They draft the guy Chris uh, Christian Mot- Watson, Mot- Watson right. out of South Dakota, who's a Tampa guy, by the way, who I, I love him. I hope he gets back off the PUP and can help them this year. But I don't see them being as competitive as they, as they were last year. Their defensive coordinator, I, who I know very well because he was on our staff in Tampa, Joe Barry, is really still trying to find his way into being a defensive coordinator. They played well enough last year, but when it mattered, they weren't good enough. And I think that's going to be bothersome for the Green Bay Packers all season long. Now, that fourth team, Deacon and I were debating about it here a little bit before we got on air here. To me, it's Philadelphia, right? They made the necessary moves in the offseason to go try to win a Super Bowl and help Hurts be a better player, right? And he's running out of excuses, right, at this point. He wasn't supposed to be a starter, and then he was a starter, and he played pretty well, but they asked him to do too much. But they went out this offseason and got pieces around him. Now, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the NFL has changed from a draft and develop team or a league into a draft a guy, uh, a quarterback, have him cheap early, and then go get big players around him. And that's exactly what the Rams did last year. It's what the Bucks did the year before to win a Super Bowl. I think Philly followed that same kind of MO in this offseason to try to put the, the team together that can win right now. I'm going with the New York Giants. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, An you absolute not. shocker here at Landshark <laughs> Bar in Margaritaville. God. Homer. Uh, that is a Homer take. Homer take. Two years from now, I'm going with the New York Giants. That's what, that's what I have. Well, for argument's sake, the Giants are plus 5,000 to <laughs> win right. the NFC. Put $100 down. Superbook.com. Put $1,000 down. That's 50 grand to me when they win the Super Bowl. No, but in reality, I love just back up. The Rams did what they had to do to win a Super Bowl. And there was obviously reasons to win Super Bowls. You win a Super Bowl, it's great for the, the franchise, the organization, the players, etc. But remember, the Rams are in a brand new market. L.A. stopped giving a you-know-what about football. It just wasn't there for, right. for long. And so the Rams went all in. They don't care about draft picks. They give them all away. They get a quarterback, a young quarterback they tried. It didn't work. They ship them off to Detroit and in return get Matthew Stafford. Then they bring in Odell Beckham Jr. They get Vaughn Miller. They, they, they keep bringing in all these veterans who can play. 
And the reason you sell out and do that in L.A. is because you had to win a Super Bowl in order to get people's disposable income in Los Angeles. There's so many other things to do in L.A. They sold out to win a Super Bowl, and they won it. The question is, can they repeat? And Rondé is right. It's hard. It's hard to win another one back-to-back. It's hard to get to another one back-to-back. So the Rams are really interesting because of all of the talent there. But there's so many other teams that have gotten better in the NFC. I like Tampa. Uh, as long as Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Uh, I like the pack because Aaron Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs. And, and the one he thing shouldn't about, have. He shouldn't have. But the thing <laughs> is, the, the, when you have a quarterback that's that good, you talk about the receiving core, it doesn't matter. Like He lifts people. There's certain quarterbacks in the NFL that just make those players around him, them better. And, and I think that's what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. So I, I think they are one of the teams that you can't discount uh, in the NFC. The other team, you talk about the Rams and Tampa and, and the Packers. The other team that I love is the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, and, and their odds are good. They lost some talent. But Kyle Shanahan is one of these savants, right? He's, he's one of these guys, as Rondé told me a couple of years ago when he was calling games, they have complexity to their offense for complexity's sake. They move guys around and they make mismatches and it's all because they want to confuse the defense. And so they can scheme their way to success. But then they have ballers. And so you, you throw the ballers in there who, who, who can just effort their way to success. Debo is uh, the with Debo Samuel, who is a wide receiver sure. and caught a thousand yards, but he's also an elite running back uh, as, a, as a bigger wide receiver. Got so that contract. The, right? And he got a contract. Finally. So he's happy, right? So the, he's, he's, he's content. So I think the 49ers are a team you can't turn away from uh, simply because scheme and talent. And if you have that and a, a quarterback is the only question. If Trey Lance evolves, if he evolves into the quarterback that Kyle Shanahan thinks he's going to be, he gets really involved in the run game like young quarterbacks are supposed to these days. The 49ers are a team you cannot discount. So I think we're, we're kind of the same, uh, except for the, the third team. Pack are going to be there. Tampa's going to be there. The Rams are going to be there. Rondé says the Eagles, for whatever reason, he has faith in, uh, in uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, but to me, it's the 49ers. That's the fourth team in the NFC. I take the Eagles just so that I can get them off my back. They still hate me for what I did to them in the NFC Championship game in 2002. I think you're so. just liking the cheers that we're getting every time you say the word I Eagles. I know. There's always Eagles fans out here in Nashville. What's going on, man? Easy flight here. Well, that's <laughs> right. Philadelphia plus 1150 on Superbook.com. Not a bad bet, man. To win the NFC. The 49ers at plus 700. You know, the Green Bay Packers are so fascinating at plus 450. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers is, is right, the tide that'll lift all boats, right? But he's never dealt with this in his career. He always had a Jordy Nelson or a Randall Cobb. Now, Cobb is on this roster, but yes. a different version of Randall Cobb. And here he is with a young crop of receivers, no Devontae Adams, for the first time in his career, really. And when you look at who's wide receiver one on that roster, I have no idea. Hey, it's Robert Tanya. They're tied in. Tied yeah. in. <laughs> like, and he's when, a very if, good if tight he, end. If he comes back healthy from his offseason surgery. Yes, yeah, right. but they also have two good running backs. And look, I'm biased, obviously. If you have a good running back, you know it. If you don't, you, you, also, uh, you obviously know I, that as well. Big fans here in Tennessee agree with yeah, you. Exactly. Aaron Jones is a good player. A.J. Dillon is a beast. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw it in the offseason. He trucked the, uh, the mascot. I forgot, I forgot what that was based on. Whose idea was that? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> You're not going to find That's not going to end insurance, It's man. not going to end favorably God. for that mascot. But I think the big issue for the Green Bay Packers is will Aaron Rodgers continue to be elite in his year 38 season? He's going to be 39 in December. I know that Tom Brady's played till he's 45, 58, yeah. whatever the hell Tom Brady's going to play till. <laughs> but can Aaron Rodgers continue to be that guy? And if the answer is yes, 
then they have a chance. I would agree with that. That's a good take. Well, the loss of Ryan Jensen, the center for Tampa Bay, obviously yeah. a huge blow to Tom Brady in that offensive yes. line. Ronde, I know you could speak on that. Yeah. So, the, well, they had they lost three guys on the offensive line. Ali Marpet retired. Uh, Ryan Jensen, of course, in preseason gets hurt. Uh, maybe he'll be back. You know, they're not putting him IR yet, so they can maybe get him back later in the season. And then they lost Alex Kappa to Cincinnati to try to help. Joe Burrow's offensive line, which, by the way, I don't think it's gotten any better. So they go out and, and trade for Shaq Mason, who's played with the Tom Brady in New England, who's a stud. So they could have maybe even upgraded their offensive line. The question is left guard. They draft this guy, Luke uh, Gedeke, this year, who can get his opportunity. Th- that is the question. But at the end of the day, Tom Brady, it does not matter who's in front of him. He'll find a way to activate whoever he has to on that offense. They got Leonard Fournette. Playoff Lenny is back. And they drafted a kid out of Arizona State that nobody's really talking about. But I've seen him a lot. Uh, Rashad White is going to be a stud, man. Just mark my words. People could, don't know him, but just mark my words on this. Now, you, you ask me about the, if you're asking me about the NFC, this is probably a homer take. On, on the Bucks and I like them, but there's an odd reason I like them. We won a Super Bowl in 2002, right? The Bucks won a Super Bowl in 2020. There's two numbers in both of those years, two and zero. Of course, I was number 20. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is 2022. It's time for the Bucks to win another Super Bowl. Okay, you heard it here. <laughs> The Buccaneers, the favorite in the NFC, plus 295 on (laughs) Superbook.com. Okay, well, Tiki, I'm guessing you disagree. I I trust the Bucs. I trust teams that have great quarterbacks. That's why I like the Pack. That's why I like Tampa Bay. It's why I like the Rams, as long as Matthew Stafford is healthy. And the question mark, even though I'm picking the 49ers, is who Trey Lance becomes. And if he becomes that player, he looks it. He's got the physical skills to be it. If he evolves into that player, then they, they'll have a chance because they have a great coach. Okay. Well, there you go. We will move on here and get some Super Bowl picks. Yep. Before the start of the NFL season, what could possibly go wrong picking the Super Bowl in late August? But that's why we do this <laughs> yes. on Superbook.com. Yes. Somebody's, the favorites, somebody's laying a bet right now. No so. doubt. And a lot of them probably on the Buffalo Bills at plus 600. And you know what? That's an attractive number it for is. that roster and what they bring back in Buffalo and what they add with Von Miller. And my favorite thing, Rondé, about the Buffalo Bills and the acquisition of Von Miller is they don't need him to play a ton of snaps. Yes. They could save him for the playoffs. They can stash him and have an elite pass rusher come December, January, February. I, I 100% agree with that. If there's one area that, that that defense wasn't great last year, it was in run defense, right? And not that Von Miller solves that problem, but when you go into an offseason, you know that's your issue. You go to work to solve that. Now, the one thing about Buffalo that's different than a lot of other defenses in the NFL right now is they don't run a 3-4. Almost everybody in the NFL runs a 3-4. So three big down linemen, which obviously helps your run game. Then you have those two outside linebackers that are really rush men. Every now and then they drop. Leslie Frazier is a tried and true, to the core, 4-3 coordinator. That's what he's going to call. I don't know how they solve that problem. Von Miller doesn't do that. They're going to have to get some of those young guys in the middle to play better. They're going to have to get their linebackers to play better. In secondary, they're good. They, I mean, they get Tredavious White back. They have some talent at young corner. But to me, it, it, what's going to hold them back is going to be what, what held them back in the playoffs last year was their defense when it mattered. When they have to get a stop, they couldn't get a stop. They're going to have to find ways to do that and let their quarterback you just can't outscore a team every week, right? You can't score 30 points every single week, especially when the playoffs come around. That'll be their biggest issue. 
So give me one reason, Tiki, to not bet on the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. Well, the Buffalo Bills, it's all about the quarterback. He's got to be elite, and he's got to be elite in critical moments. Because let's, let's face it, you've seen it every year in the postseason. A quarterback gets an opportunity. He has to make a drive. Can he make that drive? I believe that he can. Uh, Josh Allen, I believe that he can. Uh, but with the new overtime rules, and this is important, you got to pay attention to these new overtime rules. It's not just do you win the coin toss. It's can you score consistently in overtime. That's how it's going to play out because each team is going to get a bet. Uh, I don't know if the Buffalo Bills can make those stops as Rondé was just alluding to. So my answer is Buffalo won't be able to make those stops yet. So Josh Allen's going to be great. I'm not talking about Josh Allen. I'm talking about the other side of the ball. So backing up Buffalo as Super Bowl favorites, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. at plus 700. The Green Bay Packers come in at plus 1,000. And then the Chargers, again, a team that did not make the postseason a year ago, also at plus 1,000. Those are the Rams odds as well on Superbook.com. So, Rondé, your official Super Bowl pick as it stands before the start of the NFL season. Who is it? I'm going Chargers Bucks. I just, I have to. I, Homer. I, I just, I just, I think they've, they've made the right moves. And so I, I don't know what, I don't know what, uh, if that plays itself out at the end of the day, because, because what we talked about at the very top of this show, the AFC is going to be so competitive. Who knows how they come out of that? Cause I, to be honest with you, I don't think they're going to win their division, but I think they, they're going to have enough at the end of the day to win in the playoffs because of what Brandon Staley and their, and their, and their general manager have done on the other, on the defensive side of the ball. I think they went out and got better. Khalil Mack makes them better. I know he's been hurt, but he makes them better. JC Jackson has his second most interceptions over the last three years than anybody in football. It, it makes them better. They just signed Darwin James to a big term contract. He's no longer holding in. He's going to go play. He's probably the best safety in football. So I think they have the right makeup to get to the Super Bowl. And obviously, I could talk about Tampa all day long. Uh, I, I just, I, I won't bet against Tom Brady. I can't do it. So that's your pick yep, that's for Super pick. Bowl champions or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa How Bay. shocked are you, Tiki Barber? I'm not Barber? shocked at all. Ronde already, he's, he's, he's biased because it's 2022. <laughs> Tom's going to win his eighth Super Bowl and walk off into the sunset. Yeah, right. So, I, look, I, And then I, come I, back. And, and then make $37 million with yeah. Fox. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I, I, I already told you I like Kansas City. Yeah. I like the pack. They keep getting to that penultimate step. I think they finally take the next step. And Aaron Rodgers walks off into the sunset, even though he'll play another couple of years uh, with another championship. Uh, so I like the pack and the Kansas City Chiefs. The one Chiefs. thing about Aaron Rodgers, he's only got one Super Bowl. I know. It, to me, that's crazy. Yeah. Considering the type of talent that they've had on that football team. And they've obviously been, obviously been betting favorite for, for years now. You know, they, get, they bring in a new head coach. And his first two seasons, he's in the NFC Championship game. You know how hard that is as a first-time head coach to go to the NFC Championship game and then back it up and then lose uh, twice? Like You have to feel that Aaron Rodgers will find a way to put them on their back, but I think he's going to end up coming to Tampa and losing. I'll tell you what, though. The Chiefs at plus 1,200, anytime you give me Pat Patrick Mahomes at plus 1,200 to win a Super Bowl, got to love those yeah, odds. Yeah, agreed. And look, they lost Tyreek Hill this offseason, so a lot of people are questioning who's the big-time playmaker. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes has entered the realm of Aaron Rodgers, where he can make those guys around them better. And they have some, they made some additions in the offseason. Valdez Scantling, Marquez Valdez Scantling, he's a good player, but I think he elevates with Patrick Mahomes as his guy. I think this team, because of coaching, gets a chance to get back to the AFC Championship game. And I believe having been there so many times and hosting so many times, uh, they'll find a way to get over that edge. So I think, I think it's Kansas City and the, and the Green Bay Packers. Juju Smith-Schuster added to that roster 100%. as well. And he's right. got to get himself right. Yeah. Juju Smith has said, 
he was he was on his way to superstardom. He was on his way to being where Devontae Adams is, and he took some steps back because of work ethic issues. Yep. I think being humbled a little bit motivates you in so many ways. Different quarterback situation for him, too. 100%. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger at the end of his yeah, career yeah, versus yeah, yeah. Patrick Mahomes now. But Rondé is a former corner for the Bucks. How does that wide receiver core that Kansas City has – how does that change the way defenses will play Kansas City with no Tyreek Hill to speak of? Yeah, that, that was the, always the thing. They had so many explosive plays on broken plays, right? Uh, Patrick Mahomes buys time. Tyreek Hill, you, it's impossible to stick with him. I was at practice when they Miami practiced the Bucks. Tyreek Hill is ridiculous. Uh, he's, they call him the cheetah. His, his legs are as big as Tiki, both Tiki and I's together. <laughs> One thigh is bigger than all four of our thighs. And he, he, he was going up against uh, one of our good corners, um, uh, Carlton Davis, and it wasn't even a contest. I mean, it's like the guy is, it, it is impossible to deal with when a play breaks down because he's so fast and so explosive. Now, what I think is going to help Patrick Mahomes, not a lot of people are talking about this. He always relied on the ability to do that, the ability to, to wait for Tyreek Hill to run past somebody two or three seconds after the play had broken down, he just throw it up in the air. He's got the arm strength to do that. I think Patrick Mahomes becomes a better quarterback this year. Yes. Because he's going to have to be more on time. The ball's not – he can't wait for something later to happen. He's going to have to be more specific about when he hits his receivers. And obviously, he has a great tight end in Kelsey. He's got these new wide receivers, Juju, that will help him. And Juju is not that guy. He's not no. Tyreek. No. no. He is a he is a possession-type, middle-of-the-field get 10 yards after the catch type of guy, and I think it gives him more balance to their offense. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be a good player. Do you think Josh Gordon affects this team in any way? Josh Gordon's an X factor because if he's right, he's yeah, elite. If you can trust him to be available, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. All right, so the Buccaneers at plus 700 and the Kansas City Chiefs at plus 1,200. You can get those odds on Superbook.com. I'll submit the Buffalo Bills at plus 600. I feel like they've built the best roster in the NFL. Okay, Tiki Barber, what is the first Tiki's take of the 2022 NFL season? So there's so many young quarterbacks in the NFL right now. They are, you want them to be elite. And there's two in New York who everybody wants to talk about. Uh, Daniel Jones for the New York Giants, Zach Wilson for the, for, the, for the New York Jets. You throw in a guy like Tua. Now, something has happened over the last couple of years that's made it really interesting for teams that have young quarterbacks. It used to be, well, we can wait. You give him three or four years, he'll figure it out. That MO is gone. Can't do it anymore. You can't do it anymore. Because if you don't know, then you know. Yeah. That is, is Daniel Jones our guy? If half the people are saying yes, half the people are saying no, the answer is no. The answer is no. Same thing with Zach Wilson. Is Zach Wilson our guy? He just got hurt with his MCL. If you don't know, you know. Because we knew with Patrick Mahomes, right? We knew with Lamar Jackson. We knew with Josh Allen. We knew with Justin Herbert. You know when you know. And so my biggest takeaway is that quarterbacks used to get a pass in the NFL for two or three years and gave them time to figure it out. It's changed now where you have to know really early. And Tua was the first example of his second year being his we got to figure it out year. Now Tua a, has a lot of talent around him right now. You get uh, They brought in a, a Mike McDaniel who was a quarterback coach in San Francisco. Yeah. He's now the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. They're going to change that offense. It's going to be wide open. Tua's got to figure it out. He's got to do it this year. Otherwise they're drafting someone else. 
Zach Wilson's got to do it this year. Otherwise, they're going to say, eh, he's not our guy. Daniel Jones has got to be a star this year. Otherwise, they're drafting someone this year. You got to know early, unlike how it used to be, where you could wait and wait and wait for these guys to develop. Kind of like his old Alabama teammate, Jalen Hurts, right? Removing the excuses. Remove, remove the excuses so you know. And so you see these general managers, all they do in the offseason is, how do I put enough around my young quarterback to prove to me that he's our guy. And if he's not, then you know. We didn't talk about Miami a little bit. Right. I, 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 just real quick to, to piggyback on what Tiki was saying. You bring in Mike McDaniel, who was quarterback coach off the coordinator, even though he wasn't calling the plays. Yeah. Obviously, we know it was Shanahan. What Miami did in the offseason, they signed a, a left tackle, Teron Armstead, one of the great ones, if he's healthy. Uh, he was in New Orleans. Not only did they go get Tyreek Hill to uh, mitigate the excuses now for Tua Tungvaloa, they went out and signed Chase Edmonds at running back. They went out and got Raheem Mostert, who yep. was a running back for San Francisco, out there. They went out and got Sony Michelle, who was Super Bowl running back for the Los Angeles Rams last year. They put pieces around to it to say, do it now, or we're going to have to make a, another decision at quarterback. So your point about young quarterbacks is so well taken because, because of what I said earlier. Don't get attached. Yeah, because of what, what I said saying. earlier. Because when they're cheap, the team needs to win. Yes. Because when they, all of a sudden when they don't become cheap, when they're garnering $40 million contracts, then the rest of the team suffers. Building the team around them suffers. So so did you just pull us into Rondé's corner with that, or are we going to jump over there I or something did. else? Rondé's corner is old faces, new places. So there's been a, there, this was an unprecedented offseason, right? So much change happened. Russell Wilson, Devontae Adams, Deshaun Watson right. from Houston. But there's a couple that, I, that I'm really keen, on, keen in on because I think they're going to help their team. The first one is what I talked about at the top of the show here. The Los Angeles Chargers go out and get J.C. Jackson, corner from the Patriots. They go out and get Khalil Mack. And Brandon Staley's defense was not good last year. And I think they want to go out and they wanted to marry those two guys with two great players that they already have on defense. They have Asante Samuel Jr., the other cornerback for the Chargers, who had a great rookie year last year. And they have Nick Bosa at the other end. Not to mention Derwin James. Not to mention Derwin James. But so they, they piece together a unit that can win now. So old face, new place to win now. The other one, we talked about him early. Von Miller goes to Buffalo. Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier know that they needed to bolster their defense, but they had a playoff collapse. So how do you do that? You go get another impact player. You're number one defense, and you're still going out and getting one of the most impactful players in football, and that was, was Von Miller. And the last one is who we, who we just talked about, Tyreek Hill and Teron Armstead in Miami. I think they might sneak up on people. Mike McDaniel's a little – he's a – Quirky dude, right? You see him on the sideline. Yeah. He's got his big, you know, deco shades on, like <laughs> trying to figure out what this guy is all about. But he's, he's a genius. The one thing that Mike McDaniel and that offense is going to be, they're going to be a running football team. It's going to help Tua. Yes. And then you throw in that X factor of a guy that can get past any defense in football in Tyreek Hill. We talk Buffalo. We talk New England, who's down, obviously. The Jets stink in the AFC East. Miami might be the second-best team in AFC East. You know year. what, Rondé? You're not wrong, and, he, and, and here's why. Because what they're creating for Tua is exactly what he had in Alabama, right. which is a solid running game, a pretty good offensive line, and an elite wide receiver. Think of all the wide receivers that Tua had when he was in Alabama. It was ridiculous. It was stupid. I mean, all those guys are first-round draft picks. And so if Tua can feel comfortable and it feels easy to him, Tua can be a star. But he's got to prove it this year. Dolphins are plus 4,000 on Superbook.com to win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. 
I've got a bucket right here to my right in a land shark bar here in Margaritaville, Lower bucket Broadway. We are in Nashville, Tennessee, and let's move on to Bucket of Bets. We've got three bets to draw out of here, and I want to get y'all's instant reaction as we open up the first one. One of you is going to like this one. Tom Brady, 7-1 <laughs> for the most NFL pass yards, a feat he accomplished last year. But why don't we start with Tiki on this one? Um, I'm going to say I would not take that bet. I would not take Tom Brady to have the most passing yards you are in the out NFL. of your mind. Right <laughs> there, there's too much competition. It's too much. There's too many teams that have adopted this wide open. Let's pitch the ball around the field all, all day long. And think about what a pass is and receiving yards is. It's not just oh, you got to run this 16 yard comeback. Oh, you got to run this 18 yard dig, this in cutting route. It's let's throw a bubble screen, right? Let's throw a screen to the running back. There's too many teams that are doing that this year uh, and are going to do that. And they're not going to run the ball because it's so hard to run the ball against these defenses these days that they allow the quarterback to throw the ball outside of the defense and let these playmakers, slot ride receivers, you know, shifty guys, these PlayStation type players to go make plays. Buffalo Bills do this all day long. The Kansas City Chiefs do this all day long. Hell, the Giants are going to do this all day long. I just can't see Tom Brady being the leading passer in the National Football League in 2022. I'd take it. 7-1, he threw for... Homer, man. Well, in three years, Tom Brady is about to be the Bucks' all-time leading passer. (laughs) That's incredible. I mean, that's just insane. That's ridiculous. That's all you need to say right there. (laughs) That's it. Now, if there's going to be somebody else that's going to be that the leading passer, it might be Joe Burrow, to be honest with you. His offense, Zach Taylor does not care. He's throwing the football. And they had a great runner. Joe Mixon's a great runner. They don't care. They're, they're throwing the football all day long. But I, I still think it's going to be Tom Brady. I don't know if it's going to be this guy, but our next bet is Russell Wilson 12-1 to to win MVP with the Denver Broncos. Rondé, we'll keep it here with you. Well, if they make the playoffs, if the Denver Broncos find a way to get into the playoffs, I, it's probably because Russell Wilson has had an MVP type year. Now, he had great receivers. In, uh, in, in Seattle. Yeah, DK Metcalf, the, the biggest freaky athlete in the history of sport, uh, uh, and, uh, and uh, Tyler Lockett. Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Yeah. He found a way to make those guys superstars. What I like about him in, 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 in Denver, Cortland Sutland is another giant receiver. Jerry Judy has to have a good year this year. He did not have a touchdown last year, which blows my mind. But I think if they make the playoffs, yes, Russell Wilson is probably the MVP. Yeah, you mentioned you didn't mention KJ Hamler, who I love from Penn State. Right, he's yeah. a he's a he's a gadget guy. He can do a lot of different things. I'm gonna not take that bet either, because how many MVP votes has Russell Wilson gotten in all of these elite well, years? Eventually, it's got to be time, right? None. <laughs> it's none. So can, can we put an asterisk? And, and can we and, put an asterisk on that that says sympathy vote? Let's, let's mark that down. <laughs> and. And the division is tough. It's really, really tough. It's not going to be as easy for Russell Wilson in the AFC West as it was in the NFC West. So I'm not taking that boat either. That we've, bet. We've talked about a couple veteran quarterbacks, a couple of future Hall of Famers in Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. Let's talk about a rookie here Ooh. as Kenny Pickett, who has not yet won the starting job in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. as he's in a battle with Mitch Trubisky. Six to one to win rookie of the year. Let's keep it with Tiki. Ah. Uh, I can't see it, Kenny Pickett, because I don't know if he's going to even start. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like right now, it's Mitch Trubisky. 
Mitch Trubisky, your starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, he, he refound himself, I guess, uh, in Buffalo as the backup to Josh Allen. And maybe it was the offense in, uh, in Chicago that held him back. They had no idea how to use him. They did not develop him. He got a little bit better with the clipboard last year. But I think he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I can't say that Kenny Pickett, despite the feel-good story, right? They do this in Pittsburgh. They get these local kids that played at the University of Pittsburgh, and it maybe gets an extra, you know, 2,000 fans, 3,000, maybe 8,000 fans in the, in the stadium. But I don't think he's going to play enough or figure it out quickly enough to be the rookie of the year. You watched Pittsburgh play last year? I did. They threw the ball all over the place. He's a good player, man. I also wouldn't take this bet because I don't think he's going to be the starter. I know that Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season, and he's not going to put a rookie quarterback in there to get his first losing season. I, I just don't think, even though they got a great run or two, I don't think Pickett is the guy uh, that's going to be an offensive rookie of the year type of candidate. The question is, who will be the rookie of the year in the NFL? This was a highly defensive draft this year. There was not very many offensive players taken early in the yeah, draft. Garrett Wilson was taken right. high for the Jets, but he's, yeah. he's not going to be yeah, rookie of the year. Chris Olave, New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, like, who, who is rookie of the year? Right. I don't know who it is. So, I, I bet you it's a defensive player, to be honest with you. I don't, I, I don't know which one it'll be, but I guarantee it won't be it won't be Pickett it, playing second-string quarterback <laughs> for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Alright, there you go. <laughs> Your betting advice from a couple of NFL legends, Tiki and Rondé Barber, in the house tonight. Guys, thank you so much. Great to be with you. Thank Thanks, you, Lucas. For Tiki Barber, for Rondé Barber, I am Lucas Panzica. Remember to download the Superbook Sports app, superbook.com. And a huge thanks to Margaritaville, the Landshark Bar at Margaritaville here at Lower Broadway, downtown Nashville, for having us. Superbook.com. Go place your bets for the upcoming NFL season. Thanks so much. To the Betting with a Barbers podcast. 10, 5, touchdown, Tiki Barber! Presented by Superbook Sports, featuring former All Pro NFL stars Tiki and Ronde Barber, and featuring Ron Kruk. Subscribe, rate, follow, and review today, and never miss out on the Barber Twins weekly betting advice. Tiki Barber takes it all the way, 62 yards. Ronde Barber broke up the play. Ronde Barber breaks it up. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.